Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This classroom is cursed. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. This is something that I have never heard of. I went into this episode completely cold. I was told about Transylvania University, its unique history and its curse. And all of the information was very new to me, which I hope it is for you too, because it is completely insane. So today we're going to be talking about Transylvania University and the Transylvania University curse. Established in 1780, Transylvania is the oldest university west of the Allegheny Mountains. Its name means across the woods in Latin, and the university was named after the colony of Transylvania, which I had also never heard about. Have you? A little history lesson about the tiny, short-lived colony of Transylvania. So it was an American colony founded in early 1775 by North Carolina land speculator Richard Henderson. He was head of the Transylvania Company. Henderson and his investors bought lands west of the southern and central Appalachian Mountains from the Cherokee Nation. In exchange for the land, the tribe received goods worth around 10,000 British pounds, about 1.5 million now. This land was also claimed by both the Virginia Colony and what was at the time the province of North Carolina. American pioneer and frontier explorer Daniel Boone was hired by Henderson to establish parts of the Transylvania settlement. The Revolutionary War, though, complicated things, and the states were forming around Transylvania's established towns. Kentucky, Tennessee, and North Carolina eventually absorbed their respective parts of the colony. Henderson was compensated with a land grant along the Ohio River in western Kentucky and where the current town of Henderson was founded. So you still got something. So what remains of this colony is Transylvania University. Transylvania University at its start was a single log cabin in Boyle County, Kentucky. Its first sponsor was an Episcopal church, though it's kind of known to be Presbyterian still even. The school moved to Lexington in 1789. In the early 1800s, the school expanded under the order of Kentucky icon and politician Henry Clay, who both taught law there and was a member of Transylvania's board. After 1818, the university had a medical school, a law school, a divinity school, and a college of arts and sciences. In the mid-1800s, Transylvania University was the school if you were a fancy person from the South. Its alumni included Vice Presidents John C. Brennanridge, Richard Mentor Johnson, a member of the Lewis and Clark Expedition, and Stephen F. Austin, who was the founder of Texas. After the Civil War, Transylvania University was in a serious financial bind, and it kind of merged with a couple Kentucky universities around the area, then split again. 
For a while, it was Kentucky University, but then there were a lot of schools named Kentucky University or University of Kentucky, so it was renamed back to its original name, Transylvania University, in 1908. Much better and spookier, in my opinion. The university's culture and reputation really takes a turn when Constantine Raffinesque comes on the scene. Constantine Samuel Raffinesque was born on October 22, 1783 in Galata, a suburb of Constantinople. His dad was a French merchant, and his mother was a daughter of a German merchant family. There's one portrait of him pretty much anywhere. He's got like a real like Adam Scott, Connor Obersty, white guy vibe. When he was 19, Raffinesque moved to Philadelphia to be a mercantile apprentice. For the next two years, he roamed the woods and fields from Pennsylvania to Virginia, collecting plants and animals, and just kind of chilled out being a teenage rich guy. In 1805, he went back to Europe and spent the next decade in Palermo, Sicily, where he learned Italian. He became so successful in trades and mercantilism, that's not a word there, that he retired by age 25 and devoted his time entirely to natural history. And, you know, to keep busy, he became secretary to the U.S. Consul. During this time, his naturalist books started to be published with very positive reception. He had a common-law wife and a son and was doing pretty well for himself. Until 1815. His son died, so Raffinesque decided to come back to the U.S., but his boat, the USS Union, almost to the U.S., was shipwrecked on Long Island Sound. Raffinesque lost all 50 boxes of his collections and unpublished manuscripts. He was absolutely devastated. But again, he was intent on rebuilding his life as an American citizen. In the summer of 1818, Raffinesque moved to Henderson, Kentucky, where he made the acquaintance of a fellow naturalist, you might know him, named John Audubon, and in fact stayed in Audubon's home for three weeks. Audubon liked having him there, but he didn't like Raffinesque's persistent and kind of mean botany and naturalist jokes, including convincing him that made-up species were real. A famous story of his stay was when a live bat which Raffinesque didn't recognize, flew into a room in the house, a room where Audubon's prized violin hung out. In an effort to kill and catalog the bat, Raffinesque took the violin, swung it around, trashed the room, and destroyed the violin. To thank him for basically decimating his prized possession, Audubon gave him a little taste of his own medicine. He gave Raffinesque a beautiful color illustration of a gigantic fish, which he said lived in the Ohio River. Raffinesque wrote and published a paper on this eight-foot-plus beast, only to discover Audubon was making up species of his own. In 1819, Raffinesque arrived in Lexington at Transylvania University, where he was hired as a professor of botany and natural science. He also gave lessons in French, Italian, and Spanish. He finally became a naturalized citizen in 1832. So, Professor Constantine Raffinesque taught at Transylvania from 1819 to 1826 and was a really shitty guy there. He was a professor and colleague that would skip class. He would jump to conclusions too quickly, publishing premature findings and not giving credit to other researchers. He loved taking long, long walks and shaming the conservative population of Kentucky. It was rumored he was also very close with President Horace Holly's wife. Horace Holly, president of the university. In fact, around 1920, he was pretty much an outcast to the scientific community because nobody wanted to deal with him. He was also, though, a pretty productive member of the community. While he was there, he named hundreds of plants and animals, both locally and in Europe. He became interested also in prehistoric Indian sites, identifying 148 of them in Kentucky alone, and was very into 
native languages of America, leading to his preservation of the Wallam Olam, a story of the migration of the Delaware Indians. He tried unsuccessfully to found a botanical garden in conjunction with the university, but couldn't get people on board because he was not liked. His reputation became so bad and so combative with the staff that after a fight with the university president, again, our friend Horace Holly, yes, the guy whose wife he might have been sleeping with, Raffinesque left Transylvania U and moved to Philadelphia. He died there of stomach and liver cancer, which may have been induced by Raffinesque's constant self-medicating with a fern named Maidenhair, which I researched and doesn't seem to like be bad for you. It's good for straightening hair and treating asthma and rheumatism. But still, I guess like don't eat a ton of wild plants because that will kill you. Ravenesque was buried in Ronaldson Cemetery in Philadelphia, but in March of 1924, what we thought to be his remains were transported to Transylvania University and reinterred in a tomb under a stone inscribed, Honor to whom honor is overdue. But we're going to take a break before we get to some of the curse. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs, or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello, Ghost Town listeners. We're here to tell you about our new podcast, Muriel's Murders. I'm Muriel, and I love true crime. I'm Nick, and I think Muriel's obsession is weird and disturbing. During the pandemic, when we were cooped up with nothing to do, I started forcing Nick to listen to me tell him about whatever true crime story I was consumed by at the moment. And I gotta admit, I found Muriel's insane storytelling very entertaining. Now, every week on our new podcast, Muriel's Murders, I handpick a real-life crime story that I think will blow Nick's mind. Muriel is really enthusiastic about researching and telling me these stories, and they are a lot. Some stories are famous. Some some are relatively unknown, but all of them contain crime, violence, and murder from across history and around the globe. Muriel's Murders is a podcast about true crime, but really at its core, Muriel's Murders is about two people trapped in their apartment with nothing but time on their hands attempting to understand each other. It's an exploration of murder, human nature, and the importance of compromise in a marriage. So join us every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts, and check out our original Muriel's Murders animations on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok at Muriel's Murders. Hey, Nikki, are you ready for a story? No! Okay, let's get started. Hi, hello, how are you? Hi. How are you doing? Oof, so I'm okay. We're checking in. Checking in. Look inward. Look inward. I'm kidding, don't do that. No, nope, only, only look outward. Yeah, whatever the mirror tells you yeah. is, mm. is correct. We would like to say hello to everyone and thank them for listening. Yes. Hello to all the patrons. Thank you. And hello. our esteemed, or esteemed, or esteemed. I like an esteem. 
It's like an e-cigarette, but for <laughs> for clothes and <laughs> for wrinkles. Esteem, esteem. Can you e-steam my face, please? Um, working on it. Hmm. Science isn't there yet. <laughs> Say hello to our mayors. We got a little Joshua Lambert. Hello. We got a little Ben Forsyth. Hi. We got a little Ashley Matson. Hello. And Dara Rosenzweig. Hello. Or Dara Rosenzweig. We haven't sorted that out yet, mm. but. I mean, that's I what have... keeps things light and fun around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, just it's a dialogue between us and you about how you, your name goes. <laughs> just have normal, normal boring names like ours. <laughs> yeah. Can you just have like homogenized, lame ass names? Yeah, one syllable only. Or, you know, just have whatever name you have and we will have to deal with it Ooh. because that's how the world works. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. And our governor, governor, governor. <laughs> Avian Noble. Avian. The sixth. <laughs> Six generations of yes. made up. And if you want to get bonus episodes, early access with no ads or chit chat, it's patreon.com slash ghost town pod. Got a new bonus episode up. Mm. Super fun. Eat up that new bony. And everyone's favorite thing in the world. Top things in the world. <laughs> In the, what is it? Ma- Ma- Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, yeah. This is at the top or the bottom, wherever it's like, it goes. Get out of here, shelter. Get out of here, food. Drum roll. <laughs> Apple Podcast reviews. Thank you to anyone who's done it. And let's read. Only got two. Only, Only got two. Two. For, two for us today. Okay. Good topics, but hard to listen to. Three stars from eighty-eight heck from the US and A. Interesting topics, but hosts insert their own opinions on trivial matters that don't pertain to the main topic. Quote in parentheses, it doesn't matter what you think of rich people. Just tell us a story of the Rothschilds. Whoa, this is on a new one, too. Yeah. I think it maybe does matter what we think of rich people because we're if we're really into rich people, it's going to color the episode differently. Yeah. We're also if, not journalists. Yeah. If I was like, well, my great uncle Greg Rothschild once told me, you might be like, uh, yeah, maybe I won't. Sorry. You and should. if that was true, I probably would lead with that. <laughs> I would. I would hope so. Interesting, weird history, solid podcast, four stars. This is from Doctor Cabo. This is a good podcast. That's like listening to friends. Ignore the pompous haters. If you don't like it, <laughs> you don't have to listen. Yeah, just move on. This is our bouncer. This is the doctor's podcast. orders. So just like I don't like chocolate cake, so I don't eat it. I just move on. This is tough. To, this is like the movie Taken, <laughs> and we're being held. <laughs> we're being held hostage. The haters are the hostage takers. <laughs> if you don't like the chit chat, then hit your fast forward button. Keep up the good work, Rebecca. Keep cursing and dropping. F bombs. Now it's turned on us. <laughs> I'm scared. You reading this makes me scared. Thanks for telling the weird history that I would never have known about. <laughs> Taken five. <laughs> the podcast years. When they run out of people. Liam Neeson's oh my God. run out of children to get kidnapped. People. Kidnapped so many times. Now yeah. his favorite podcast host. Are there some middle-aged white people <laughs> that are need help? So if you haven't left one, please do. Mm-hmm. If not, that's okay. I want to throw this out there. I wanted, I want to make more ghost town based mm-hmm. stuff, fun stuff, limited edition maybe. If you have an artistic inclination mm. or proclivity, yeah, I'll use it. both those words. Nice, whatever. 
And if you have an idea, send it. If you have a, a way, like, you know, if it's something that's could be transparent or I can take out the, you know, take out the background of it. Mm-hmm. And it could, it's suitable for a bunch of different colors on hoodies or t-shirts or mugs or whatever. Feel free to send it. Like, you, yeah. you know. Fan I mean, art. It, you know, it takes a little time to process all that. But if it's something that's halfway decent, give it a run. Slap see, it on a shirt. Slap it on a shirt. Slap it on a pop socket. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Oh, I hate myself and you. <laughs> Two stars. Yep. So do you want to get back to Let's get... the coolest name yeah. of, a, of a university ever? I Pretty guess? much. Let's re-enroll in Transylvania University. So this is where history and legend kind of converge. We're going to go back to the fight with Transylvania's president. Some versions of the Raffinesque story say that he was fired. Others say he walked out. Either way, he as he left, Raffinesque announced that he had placed a curse on Transylvania University and Mr. Holly, which, according to legend, went something like, damn thee and thy school as I place curses on you. So he said that, left in a huff. And honestly, like, nobody cared. Nobody liked this guy. They're like, good riddance. See ya. Not long after, though, Horace Holly himself was fired by his own board and then died of yellow fever. Two years later, the Transylvania University Administration Building was mysteriously set on fire and destroyed. In 1919, Raffinesque's remains were brought back to Transy, the fun, playful nickname of Transylvania University, The cemetery had fallen into disrepair when three Philadelphians located Raffinesque's grave and placed a marker there. Elizabeth Norton, the librarian at Transylvania University at the time, learned of the activities and that Ronaldson Cemetery was full, neglected, and then a very undesired location and was probably going to be destroyed. Norton promoted the idea of returning Raffinesque's remains to Transylvania, and in March 1924, Transylvania Dean Thomas McCartney traveled to Philadelphia and brought back some of the remains to be placed in a crypt beneath the steps of Old Morrison Hall at the college. Old Morrison Hall is kind of the focal point when you think about like a quad and kind of a, a main building. Some say Transylvanians wanted the curse to be finally lifted. Not sure why bringing the body back would have helped with that, but it happened. For many years, having Raffinesque's remains was a real point of pride for the school. But then Raffinesque would be annoying people even in death. In the 80s, a campus secret society known as the Hemlock Society, because of course Transylvania University had a bunch of secret societies, the Hemlock Society had been charged with exhuming his body on a dare. So in the era of Raffinesque's death and in cities where land was scarce, graves were reused multiple times, resulting in layers of bodies in one space. In Raffinesque's case, he was buried on top of two other people And in time, three more people were buried on top of him. Researchers are confident that the Transylvania crypt that had the remains of someone put on top of Raffinesque's, a woman named Mary Passamore, not him. So when the secret society came in on a dare to exhume his body, big, bold choice, they found not him, but this woman, Mary Passamore. Raffinesque and his curse is still a huge part of the college culture. Transylvania's mascot, affectionately called Roth, is a big-eared bat Raffinesque classified he had a huge passion for bats, as evidenced by that shitty Audubon story. Every year, the Student Activities Board hosts Roth Week, a lead-up to Halloween that includes a pumpkin carving contest called Pumpkin Mania and a raffle for students to sleep in Raffinesque's tomb. Or not his tomb, maybe Mary Passmore's tomb. Who's to say? 
Just another side note about the university. <laughs> in 1988, Transylvania University experienced an infringement on the institution's trademark when Hallmark Cards began selling Transylvania University t-shirts, a novelty product purporting to be the college wear from Count Dracula's alma mater. When contacted by Transylvania University, Hallmark Company admitted that they were not aware of the Kentucky-based institution and recalled all unsold product immediately. Don't mess with Transylvania University, okay? Go bats! And that's the story of Transylvania University and Constantine Rafinesque and his curse on the university. I mean, you have to see that coming, right? When it's Transylvania <laughs> University, there's there better be a curse. Mm-hmm. I know. And the Hemlock Society? Come on. Yeah. I mean, it's. A, I would have tried harder in school had I known that there was a Transylvania University that I could attend in the middle of Kentucky, be a part of a secret society, and live my dreams of not knowing whose crypt was buried under the quad. I would have assumed this was in Hungary or something like that. Not mm-hmm. in no, this is K- Lexington, Kentucky. <laughs> You're uh, speechless. Yeah, You're speechless I'm, right now. You're I'm, still processing I'm, the information I'm, around yeah. it. I love. I mean, I love a secret society. I love like a collegiate because college shit is very in my i mean like again as someone who went to college and grad school like very elitist and bullshitty so i love when like i love the secret society shit like i love kind of examining that and i love when someone kind of shits on it too and that becomes a part of the university culture that's great the halloween here would be so great i want to go i really don't like that they went (laughs) after a big greeting card though that (laughs) is where i draw the line Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.